There are statisticians and data scientists. Among statisticians, there are some who just count. Some others who, well, think differently. The first breed likes to play with numbers they call p-values. The others are in love with credible intervals. In this show, we explore the whole time dilemma between frequentists and Bayesians. Given a statistical problem, who's going to be right? Welcome to Data Science at Home, the podcast about data science for small companies and large enterprises. Data Science at Home is a show where we tell you the skills you need and the tools you can build at home. We are supported by World of Piggy, thinking human world in mathematical terms. Visit worldofpiggy.com or Twitter at worldofpiggy. Warning. The content of this episode includes a discrete amount of mathematics and it may induce dizziness, somnolence, or fatigue. Be cautioned when driving or operating machines. <coughs> so the idea is that we have some data and we have a tentative model described by some parameters and what we want to do is to find the best parameters that describe the data at hand. Tomorrow or next week, we will have new data and we should be confident to use the model that we learned yesterday or one week before to make predictions. How do frequentists and Bayesians solve this? I must admit that frequentists have always found great support at school, where children get in touch with statistics for the first time and they start loving it or hating it, very often those who learn the basic tools of hypothesis testing and p-values keep that knowledge and apply it for the rest of their life or career. So what is a p-value? Let's assume that I am testing the efficacy of a medication and I observe two groups of people, those who receive the medication and those who don't. The p-value is the probability of observing the data that I am observing which, for instance, claim that there is a difference between the two groups under the assumption of no difference. This is usually referred to as the null hypothesis. If I am observing a difference under the assumption of null hypothesis, no difference, it should be due to pure chance. Therefore, if this value is small, it means that the probability of getting observations that mistakenly show a difference is small and I should accept the observation as significant. Now, frequentists are statisticians who consider data as random variables, repeatable enough to draw conclusions about their structure. Frequency is very important to these people. But what about parameters? Parameters are constant during the repeatable process. So, parameters are fixed. Remember this. The parameters of the model that frequentist statisticians are assuming are fixed. Moreover, there exists no information prior to the model specification. How about Bayesians? Bayesians, on the other hand, consider data as undeniable entities. They think that data are evidence and should stay fixed. On the other side, parameters are unknown and therefore they are described in a probabilistic way. Bayesians use priors to describe model parameters. Their view of the world is indeed probabilistic. They say that prior information abounds and we should use it. What do they think about confidence? 
Frequentists think about confidence like a collection of intervals with a high percentage of them containing the true value of the parameters. For instance, a 90% confidence interval is basically a collection of intervals with 90% of them containing the true value of the parameter. 10% of these intervals can still be nonsense, but they don't care as long as there is a consistent 90% that is telling the truth, more or less. Bayesians are different in the sense that they think about confidence as an interval that has 90% chance of containing the true value of the parameter. There is a difference here. Think about that. As a matter of fact, the Bayesian way of thinking about confidence allows them to do inference in a much simpler way with respect to frequentists. What Bayesians need to do is collect some data, fix a prior on the parameter, and calculate the probability of different values of the parameter given the data. They call this new probability distribution a posterior distribution. The fun part is when they want to summarize their uncertainty regarding the posterior. How do they do that? Well, they give a range of values on the posterior probability distribution that includes 90% or more of the probability of seeing those values in the data. That's why they call it credible interval, because it's in the data. For instance, if a statistical method estimates that the parameter of the model is 42 with a 95% credible interval of 38 to 45, the estimated posterior probability is that 95% of the data is showing that, indeed. When you decide to let the data speak, let it shout for you. Data Science at Home is the show where we tell you the skills you need and the tools you can build at home. We are supported by World of Piggy, thinking human world in mathematical terms. Visit worldofpiggy.com or Twitter at worldofpiggy. Hey, if you like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes and help this podcast reach more ears. So tell your friends and colleagues that we exist. We will really appreciate it.